0: Hey, we're so glad to have you back at the Enduring Churches podcast. Alan here with Trent today, and we are so glad to be with you and talk with you about how you and your church can endure. So, Trent, um, as we kind of get into this new year really good, we want to talk to some guys about maybe the difference between one thing or another. What, what is that today?
1: Well, you know, recently I was talking to um, some folks and and we began talking about the difference between a pastor and a preacher, and you may think, and and maybe they're used interchangeably in your setting, Uh, but today we want to kind of talk about, you know, is there a difference between the two, Um, and what is that difference, if there is a difference? Uh, And we recognize, as we start this conversation, Alan and I recognize that um, people's settings are different. Um, maybe the terms that you use are different, uh, but we just want to get you to think about some things and and uh, hopefully where you can be both of those things in one person. So um, today we want to talk about, Alan, the difference between a pastor and a preacher. All right. It
0: sounds like there's some joke waiting to happen. <laughs> but there's, but, but there's, there's not a joke. And when we're talking preacher here, we're talking the preacher as a pastor. We we've both encountered guys who are who are good preachers, who've recognized that their role really isn't in the local church. And maybe they found other ways to express that ministry um, through um, being an evangelist or in some other way. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about when there's someone who is leading a church but their only focus is their preaching ministry of the church, and that's really all they concern themselves with. So we want to talk about the difference in that and what that looks like in the local church and kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, and Alan, I think this is going to be a, a kind of a tightrope, uh, a fine line that, that churches have to deal with more and more as we get more uh, maybe pastors that are bivocational, co-vocational, or they're maybe pastoring more than one church. I got to have lunch with a gentleman uh, yesterday that is pastoring two churches. And and so there's that challenge of, you know, being connected with his people in both of those settings. And so, you know, as we start off talking about a preacher, uh, and and I have to say, uh, you know, as we think about these things, I think it's rare to find someone who is good at both pastoring people and preaching to people. Um, and and I think it's a challenge. And, and And so I think there's some things about each one of those. But let's talk about a preacher first of all,
0: yeah. so when we're th- again, we're talking about that pastor uh, who whose main focus is just their preaching ministry. And oftentimes, if you're in it because you like preaching, your motivation for leading the church tends to be the wrong motivation. And Trent, we, we've we seen guys who have wrong motivations. Uh, for some people, they think, I guess for some reason, that they can make a lot of money pastoring a church. I don't know where that <laughs> comes from, um, but there are obviously those in it because they think maybe it's an easy job or a job that's always in demand. Um, uh, some will do it for name recognition. That would be another area that maybe you can do that. You can kind of... Cr- carve out your own little spot so you can do things like we're doing today. You can have a podcast or sell books or or whatever it is. And so, you know, what's the
1: motivation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that this is a, a challenge more for the um, younger generation that's coming into pastoring, not recognizing really what is involved in pastoring a church and and Alan you know I was thinking as we we're talking about this I remember being told in seminary and you and I went to seminary together but there was you know, some folks that told us well you know don't get real close to people uh, because you're going to be gone you're not going to stay around long and and that's unfortunate to me um I think we do need to get close to people in order to be a pastor and not just a preacher
0: well, so let's talk about these kind of next three things then, because that's where you're kind of going with this, Trent, is what happens is when you're focused just on the preaching side of it and you're trying to lead a church is that you're living in a different world from everyone else. You're you're kind of in your own little bubble concerned with what's going on around you. And, you know, you're you're locked in your study so much that the world's happening around you and you don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I've experienced some, uh, some gentlemen that were very much like that. They didn't do anything in relationship to the community, even though they lived right in the middle of the community. They didn't get involved um, with other churches or with things going on at the schools, which you and I have talked about how important that is in the small town ministry, especially. Uh, but yeah, they kind of, they cloister themselves off and just they don't get involved with other people. And I think that's an absolute shame.
0: Yeah, so if you're living in kind of in your own world, your own bubble, you've got blind spots all around you. There's things that that you're just not seeing and people are kind of looking at you like don't you know what's going on? And you know, one of the prime examples of that was it goes back 20 years now, but after 9/11, you know, there were some pastors who were like, "Well, I'm not changing what I'm preaching for something like that." Well, mm-hmm. it was a world-changing event. And mm-hmm. some people right. stuck their head in the sand and pretended like it didn't happen. You know, people came in on Sundays, like, you know, what does the Bible say to a time like this where everything I know has changed, you know? And I, I talked to a pastor not long ago who was like, yeah, well, but did it really change? Well, yeah, I'll go to the airport now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah. going it's to the airport has never,
0: never been the same. I mean, something mm-hmm. was different in our world from that day to the to days after things have been different in the pandemic. If you ignored the pandemic, you know, you miss something. And so you can't just stick your head in, head in the sand, nor like you were talking about, Trent, we can't keep our church members at arm's distance all the time.
1: You're right. Well, and you know, in some cases, pastors can do that even though they live right in the middle of the community. But uh, I think a challenge that more and more um, because at least the churches that I'm aware of, they're looking and having to uh, maybe hire a gentleman who lives in a whole nother community or maybe an hour away or something. And it's a bigger struggle for that person to be connected with the people that he pastors. You know, how do you stay connected when you're not there throughout the week, except on Wednesdays, Sundays, whatever. And so that that's a real challenge. And, and so it seems like that you're keeping them at a distance and some people do that just automatically but sometimes space actually does that too you as well
0: yeah if you're going to be in with physical distance between you and your congregation you have to actually go further we'll come back to that but you have to go further to to build those relationships you have to be very intentional with your time to do things because you're not going to be at the same restaurant they're at you're not going to be as, as, as many school events so you have to kind of make it, make adjustments there. But, but, you know, I also think too, Trent, if you're not getting close uh, to the people you pastor at some point in time, you're going to put them into an adversarial relationship with you. So if you're mm-hmm. not getting close, you're, you're going to, you're going to make adversaries out of them. And you might say, well, aren't you anyway? Well, if you do this long enough, you're going to get burned in a relationship. That's just, that's just how it is. But if you keep everyone at a distance and you you're not going to have anyone that ever supports you either. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really tragic. Well,
1: and sadly, you know, it, it, I guess this is just reality. You can be someone's preacher. You preach at their church, but you don't really become their pastor until you're there when they need you. Um, I was talking with a family just recently, and they they were sharing with me that they're this lady's husband had some chest pains. He was in the hospital, and the pastor never called, never came and saw them in the hospital. His wife called, which I'm thankful for her, but the this guy who was the preacher at their church, he missed an opportunity to become the pastor to this family. And so I think not being there when you're needed, that does create that adversary, you know, and it's, instead of being on the same team. You miss that opportunity.
0: And I know it's it's a different conversation. You can't be there for every little thing. I get that. But when there are big things, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about. But, you, you know, when you're this person, you're just not there when you're needed. You know, and it may be something else. It could be, you know, I, I was up at my church two days before Christmas, um, dry vacuum floors because we had a pipe burst. And even Mm -hmm. though I'm just the church member now, I was there. My pastor was there. Um, Why? Because when something's going on in your place, you're there. And that's that's Mm -hmm. the attitude that you take. And so when you're not there, people notice. People notice when you're not there on work days. People notice when you're not there for fellowships. They notice those things. And so you're not there when people expect you to be there, when you have that wrong mentality. And I think there's another thing, Trent, that happens too with with the preacher mentality. When they run out of sermons, they got to go somewhere else.
1: Mm, yeah. So that they, they run out of things to say to the people that they're, quote, pastoring. Huh? Yeah. That's a, have you ever that's met... A, bro- have you
0: ever run into that guy who's like, well, he's got five years worth of sermons, and then he goes somewhere else and preaches those five years worth of sermons, and then <laughs> goes somewhere yeah. else and preaches those five years worth? That's because they're not pastoring; they're preaching. Mm-hmm. When they run out of those things to say, because they don't have anything else to say, they're not building new things to say. They're just rehashing the same stuff over and over again.
1: Well, and I think is. As- you know, not building is that means that they don't know their people well enough to know what their needs are, to know how to speak into their lives. And that's a that's a real shame, you know, that you don't know the people, you know, whether it's, you know, going and vacuuming up water in your church. That's Those are times when you develop those relationships, you know, when you're working side by side with folks in the middle of a crisis or going in, in a fellowship, you know, playing cards, dominoes together with the... Your folks in church uh, you know going on a mission trip man there's nothing that causes relationships more than being stuck in a van together for 15 hours you know uh and so that's that's you gotta develop those relationships so you can speak into their lives
0: yeah so you know we want to encourage you again some people are called to be preachers i i do believe that and i think god can put together some very specialized ministry for people who have that calling um, but that calling is not best fulfilled in that way. If you're leading a church, if you're leading a church, you're called to be a pastor, and that's that's a whole different calling, and it's a calling that is much broader than one than just bearing one responsibility, even if it is the most visible responsibility that we have. And so, Trent, when you're when you're the pastor, your motivation shifts. So where does it where does it come from?
1: I think that you're when you're actually pastoring, you're shepherding, and so Scripture tells us that we're supposed to shepherd the flock that is around us, and and so that means that you're taking care of people, and so you know that motivation from God and calling and and from His Word, I think that that really draws us into relationships with people and helps us to see the needs, and and God speaks to us, and we have the ability to to forward that and speak that into the lives of our people.
0: Yeah, you know, when you think of it from a preaching standpoint, you know, a lot of preachers will talk about exe- exegesis um, mm-hmm. but when you're just the preacher, you're actually using poor poor exegesis. Um mm-hmm. because because you're you're missing part that you're supposed to exegete. You're also supposed to exegete your people. And so you're only really getting getting half the story. But when you're actually drawing in God's word, you're actually drawing from God's word. And then you're seeing how God's word affects your church and the people around you that you've built relationships with. And I think that it's so important to let God's word speak into us instead of us trying to figure out what God's word wants to say. But let God's word truly speak to us. And then I believe it'll speak through us as well. And so it just changes the dynamic
1: right and we've been kind of hitting hitting around this that you have to get to know your people well enough to know what they need to hear from god's word and you know god's word is living and active and it's sharp and it can touch people's lives right in the middle of them and so we we do need to be motivated by god's word we need to be passionate about studying but that, that comes to life, and, and God's word is always practical, I think, too. And, and so it, it finds, or we find ways to, to share that with our people so that it becomes practical in their lives day to day. And so we're motivated by God's word, but then um, we a pastor, I believe, needs to be involved in, in his congregation. We've been talking about that a little bit as we t- talked about a preacher maybe doesn't. But a pastor is involved with his families and, and the people in his congregation. He, he knows where they work. Uh, he knows the struggles that they deal with. He knows about their family. Um, he's been praying with them about their kids that have left the, the church. And, and he understands the situations that those people are in.
0: Yeah, that's an important one. When you think about just how you're going to get involved, it means... It's not on the surface level that you truly are involved in their lives. You you know their stories, you share their stories and and you get to know them. And if you do that, you know what that's going to do, Trent, is that's going to allow for both the, the joy and the pain of close mm-hmm. relationships. You know, until you've experienced pain in a relationship, until you've been hurt, you probably can't speak to someone who's been hurt. But when we actually open the doors and allow ourselves uh, to to experience the times we get burned, and we do, like I said, in ministry, you're going to get burned. Um, but what about the people in your church who have been burned? Mm-hmm. You know, er- everyone has been hurt in a relationship at some point in time. And because we are willing to share the humanity of those moments with others, by opening our lives up, it also allows us to pastor through those moments. And that's so important.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Alan. And, and you know, it you mentioned joys and pains. And there's there's both sides of that, you know. And you and I have been in ministry long enough to where we we got to do lots of weddings, right? And then we got to see those children come and be involved in church and, and got to baptize some of those. And and uh, you know, that's some joys. And and I wonder too. I guess I want to ask pastors: Are you are you willing to have fun with your people? Um, sometimes we we close ourselves so off so much that we don't go and have a good time with them. Go to parties, Sunday school class parties with your people in your church, or go to a show with them, or you know, just just laugh. Those are great times, joys that you can have with your church.
0: Yeah, there have been a lot of fun conversations about the Dallas Cowboys among my uh, church folks.
1: Uh, <laughs> so less fun all the I time. Joy,
0: <laughs> pain, a lot more pain than yeah. joy these days. But that—that's how life yeah. goes. Cowboy fan. So anyway.
1: Well, and so. Uh... So as we're talking about the role of a pastor here, we talked about their motivation of God's word, they're involved with their congregation, and they allow themselves to be a part of the joys and the pains of church relationships. But I think, you know, it kind of shows when that that young man, that gentleman is is all in when it comes to, you know, something, a crisis, sometimes it's a crisis, sometimes it's a celebration. Um, But Man, they're just there and they're excited to be with their families, you know, and with their church family. I think that really shows, hey, this guy's invested in in this, you know, in this community and not only in this community, but in this church family.
0: Yeah, you know, the Bible tells us whatever we do, we should do it all you know, with, with really our, our whole heart and our whole infamous, uh, emphasis for the glory of God. And that's so true as as a pastor. We need to be all in in those moments where, where our church is looking to us and where we have opportunity to build relationships with them. Um, you know, we don't need to always be looking over um, at the other thing. You know, your church doesn't want to hear you talk about how great some other person is you know, even if it's your hero and mentor in ministry, they don't want to hear about how great they are all the time. They don't want you looking at them. They want you speaking into them. And that is that's that is our role. We're speaking into the lives of other people, not looking at where else we might could be or where else we might could go.
1: And that all comes from knowing our people and knowing them well. And so today, as we've been talking about the difference between a preacher and a pastor, it really is The motivation, I think, in my heart was we're writing this note is is to encourage you guys that um, not to just preach at people, but to be involved in their lives. And there may be some challenges that you live quite a distance from your church, um, but that doesn't mean you can't still be involved with them. You're going to have to make some extra effort, uh, but you need to be involved with your people so that they know your heart when you are preaching. They know that you really do care and then you know they understand where you're coming from and you understand what they're dealing with um, those are important things as we, we think about the ministry that god gives to us to to speak his word into the lives of people but not only speaking his word but then actively shepherding and pastoring them
0: yeah and guess what trent when you do that you're never going to run out of things to say
1: you've mm-hmm. always
0: you've always got something that's fresh and something that speaks to the heart of where your people are, because that's always changing. It's never exactly the same. Your people are growing and going through situations. And because of that, you've always got somewhere to go. And it's amazing how that will change your perspective as far as your, your preaching itself. Um, so you, if you want to be a better preacher, be a better pastor.
1: I agree. That's a good word, Alan. It's important for us to be able to do that. And so today, you know, we wanted to just kind of share this encouragement for you to help you to think about the role that God's given to you. We really appreciate that you would take a little bit of time and listen to our podcast. You know, Alan and I, we do this because we care about you. We want you to do well, we want you to succeed. We want you to to endure for sure and want your church to endure as well and so we really appreciate this hope you'll share this with someone else maybe there's another uh, minister that you know and that you could pass this on and say hey these two crazy guys they talk about a lot of church stuff some of it's hard to listen to and we don't like to talk about some topics but it's important that we we do hit those and and uh, see that they're important because this role is really important so thank you again for taking a little bit of time to listen to us today hope you'll tune in next time